blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the first round of our Throwback Trivia patron tournament. And we've got two awesome contenders. You've heard their voices before on TTT. In one corner, we have the star of Drew's Clues, Drew Buxbaum. Please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little thrown off by the Drew's Clues things. I kind of want to start a new podcast now. <laughs> but do I have to give you any kind of financial compensation? Uh, I'm Drew. I'm out of Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, trivia host, former podcast host slash potentially future whenever I bring it back. Uh, property manager by day. Uh, just all around trivia enthusiast and, you know, friend of the man I'm about to take down today. Ooh, wow. That was actually way more cordial than I thought you would be. Um, cause family in our, show in, in our other corner, he'll slash, he'll thrash. He'll leave you with an unfortunate rash. It's Brian Nash. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have to give you credit because that's, that's new. I've heard a lot of different. I, I've been called Crash. I've been called. I've been called Nash Bridges. I have never heard an intro like that, man. That was outstanding. <laughs> Woo, uh, all right, uh, Brian, well, if, it's, <laughs> if it's new, there's a chance a doctor can help you clear it up. Yeah, <laughs> a little penicillin, you're good to go. Mm, yeah, yeah. Some things come home with you from Vegas. All right, Brian, uh, tell us a little about yourself. <laughs> uh I'm Brian Nash. I am from Muscatine, Iowa. I am a gamer geek of all stripes and flavors. So that's probably about my biggest claim to fame, other than the fact that people tell me I sound like somebody else. That you do. Get me pictures of Brian Nash. And that's a <laughs> terrible, terrible done. But uh, you also host some, uh, some trivia yourself, do you not? Uh, I am the host of Geek Trivia, which is actually, it's just a, a, a little like twice a month yeah. uh, pub style trivia that we do at our local game store Cool. that uh, during the pandemic, I, I ran, I hosted a few games online and I post some stuff on Facebook and I post a crap ton of memes. Mm, yes. So if, if you, if you, if you want to, if you like geeky memes, you can find geek trivia on Facebook. Or if anybody is near Muscadine, Iowa, or just get over there and you guys can play at his local game shop. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Games plus one in Davenport, Iowa. There you go. All right. Now it is time for everybody to hear the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head -head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. 
In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules, I want to know Brian and Drew just a little bit better. And I want you all to tell me, what is your favorite? Yes, this is a family podcast, but what is your favorite sexy time song? And I'm saying this because on our sister show, Blast From Our Past, we did a top 10 sexy time song playlist uh, with our good buddy, Ben Young. So everybody check that out. But I want to hear what is Brian and Drew's favorite sexy time song? Mm. Um, yeah, Brian, you um, go first. You, you, you go. <laughs> Thanks, pal. All right. Do I go for the more upbeat or like, you know what? No, I'm going to go with my first immediate gut instinct act, uh, reaction response. I'm going to go with Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. You know, dis despite uh, the character of the person involved, uh, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. <laughs> bump and grind. It's a good song as well. But Wicked Game was in the top three for both me and John. So that means Brian gets to go first in today's tournament this, episode. This is for you, Brian. This is for you. <laughs> it's a family I'm podcast. One. I'm number one. <laughs> All right, so what category, Brian, do you want to start the show off with? Um, I think I'd like to start things off with movies. And your decade is the 2000s. All right. On December 18th, 2009, Avatar was released. It became the highest grossing movie in the world, then lost its status, then gained it back recently. It stars this actor who plays Jake Sully, a paraplegic former Marine who incorporated himself into the Navi people. Uh, that is, make sure I'm remembering this last name correct. Sam Worthington, I think. You are super Worthington because it is Sam Worthington. All right. And Drew, what category would you like? Oh boy. Um, you know what? Let me take toys and games. And your decade is the 70s. Crud. This Atari arcade game released in 1976 came from the evil Knievel craze of the mid-70s. The game allows the player to perform sweet motorcycle jumps. Ah, uh, shoot. Um, let's call it Stunt Bike. Stunt bike is incorrect. Yep. Brian, you get a chance to steal. Man, my first immediate thought was Excite Bike, but I'm pretty sure that was Nintendo. Um, that was my process in my head. Trying to remember a bike, a motorcycle game from the Atari 2600. Um, you know what? I, I, no, I can't come up with anything other than Excite Bike. That, that's the best I got. Excite Bike is incorrect. Uh, right. Drew, you were closer than you thought. 
It wasn't a stunt bike. It was stunt cycle. Ah. Stunt cycle. Oh. So close. Okay. All right. No points awarded. Brian, you get to pick your category. Um, Let's go with food. And your decade is the 90s. 90s. All right. Introduced in 1993, name this McDonald's menu item that was basically their version of Hot Pockets. They came in flavors like chicken teriyaki and pepperoni pizza, but failed to grasp an audience. Even the doc wouldn't have liked them. Even the doc wouldn't like them. Even the doc wouldn't like them. Um, how about uh, McStuffins? Oh, on Drew's face, Doc McStuffins is a show, and it was the McStuffins. <laughs> Up until oh. that clue, if he didn't get it, I, I was just like, what am I going to... What am I thinking it could be? Like, I was like, the McPocket? Like, it's going to be Mick something. And then you're like, even the doc wouldn't like it. And I was like, Mick Stuffins. I, I, man, my kid is 15. I'm only vaguely aware <laughs> that Doc McStuffins exists. Uh, yep. John, does your uh, daughter, did she like that show at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Neither she of them got that into it more. Okay. She was a big, she's a big animal person. So I thought maybe, but maybe it's even just a slightly past her time at that too as well. Okay. All right. Well, Brian got that. So, Drew, you get to pick your category. Yeah. Oh, man. He took one of my better categories, too. Um, let's go TV. And your decade is the 60s. Oh, yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. All right. We got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you so much, Jackie. In 1967, W-N-E-W-T-V began using a specific phrase spoken by Mel Epstein. It is still used by the station, known as W-N-Y-W, since 1986, on a nightly basis. In November 1996, this phrase was used on the Simpsons' Bart After Dark episode. What is this parent-scaring phrase? There's a lot in there. I can re-say it if you want. Uh, no, I think the only parent scaring phrase that I can remember ever hearing on television is, do you know where your children are? And you have sufficiently scared parents correctly. It is. Do you know where your, where your children are? Well done. And, uh, when it was on the Simpsons episode, Homer was watching the TV and he said, I told you last night. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well done, Drew. Get some points. All right, Brian, we are back to you. What category do you want? Um, let's go with music. Music makes the people. And Chris said we can use that anytime we want. It is not trademarked. I love you, Chris. You said we can use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. And your decade is the 70s. All right. This artist's 1976 album came alive when it hit number one on the Billboard album charts. It was the best-selling album of the year and has sold over 11 million copies worldwide. That's all I get. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty in there. I'm not going to lie. How about 
the Bee Gees. Ha, ha, no, no, that is wrong. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> uh, Drew, you get a chance to steal. That's the same alive I was hoping to pick up on. Oh, man. Um, I got absolutely nothing here. Um, I'm going to say uh, that Brian Nash was just a little too strung out in the 70s and doesn't remember putting out an album. <laughs> so it was Brian Nash. Brian Nash. Well, uh, what would that album sound like? Brian, you want to sing something from your album? Um... Sure, put me on the spot like that. <laughs> Don't go chasing pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, Brian Nash, unfortunately. John, yeah, you want to uh, you want to give us the answer? Is is this a uh is this a person that you've seen live? It is a person I've seen live. And that would be Peter Frampton. Yes, Peter Frampton Comes Alive is the album. And that's why the album came alive, and it was a huge hit for him. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, we are over to Drew. Drew, what category would you like? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to do... Let's do slang. Slang. And your decade is the 90s. Okay. okay. It wasn't until 1991 that we had this slang for a painful feeling. Before that, all we had was this technical term, svenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. What? <laughs> it wasn't until 1991 that we had this slang term for this painful feeling. Before that, all we had was the technical term, svenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. Or it could be sphenopalatine. Palatine. Oh, well, that makes all the difference <laughs> in the world. Svenopalatine, so. Svenopalatine, either or, ganglioneuralgia. I, I don't know. Is it a dead arm? I got nothing, man. Dead arm is incorrect. <laughs> Brian, can you steal? And this is a term for a painful feeling? A painful feeling. Y'all are jerks. <laughs> Boo hoo, man. I'm going to my vodka. <laughs> okay. Charlie Horse has been around for way longer. How about I it feels like this has got to be older too, but the only thing that the only thing that's come to mind is a brain freeze. Neuralgia? What does that get you guys to think about? Neuralgia is head and internal oh. in the brain. It is brain freeze. That is correct. I hate you, Brian. Holy crap. Wasn't until 91 that brain freeze started coming about. Wow. Okay. okay. I'm getting curb stomped over here. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, especially if Brian picks a category and it does well with it. Uh, so, Brian, what category do you want? I want fashion. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was <laughs> Brian, what'd you say? I want fashion. <laughs> huh. That sounded just like me. Actually, I want Literature. Literature. <laughs> oh, you can have it. That's fine. <laughs> and your decade is the 90s. All right. This character's first comic book appearance came in 1993's The Batman Adventures number 12. But her first overall appearance came a year earlier on television on television's Batman the Animated Series in an episode called Joker's Favor. Oh, I gotta go Harley Quinn with that. You gotta go with the correct answer. 
Well done. Uh, should have taken literature. Yep. All right. Uh, Brian, not Brian, you just answered correctly. Now, Drew, you get to pick and lift. We have news and politics, fashion, even though I could have sworn Brian wanted that one earlier, uh, <laughs> yeah. and sports. I'll go news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. As of January 2002, this currency was introduced as the official currency in 12 different countries simultaneously. It is now the second largest and second most traded currency in the foreign exchange market after the U.S. dollar. That would be the euro. That would be the euro. Well done. All right. Moving quickly. Brian Nash. Fashion. What do you want? Oh, he wants fashion. Um, Again. Actually, I will take fashion. Fashion, okay. Told you. <laughs> and your decade is the 80s. Okay. I have a shot. All right, another question from Jackie LaFave. This 80s clothing item features a heavy non-elastic upper that may be pushed down into heavy folds around the ankles or pushed up to the knee and also tends to have a, fo a foot that is made of very thin fabric to encourage layering. This item came in two primary varieties, flat knit and rib knit. Like totally, that would be leg warmers. Leg warmers is incorrect. Oh no. Oh no. I, let me double check. Out. Let me double check that they're not the same thing. Damn, I was like, oh, I got this. And I thought you were right. That's the only thing I could think of. But if that's wrong, I'm going to want to hear the question again for sure. <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to give the. I don't think it's the same thing. So I'm not going to give it to you. I have checked. Um, all right, Drew, can you steal? If you can read it for me one more time. <laughs> I can read it for you one more time. This 80s clothing item features a heavy non-elastic upper that may be pushed down into heavy folds around the ankles or pulled up to the knee and also tend to have a foot that is made of very thin fabric to encourage layering. This item came in two primary varieties, flat knit and rib knit. Leggies. I don't know. <laughs> Leggies is incorrect. I'm sure you guessed that that was incorrect. <laughs> so, all right. So these are a slightly smaller version. You would not consider them the same thing because I looked at, they do have their own separate uh, Wikipedia page that has different things about them, including like the different styles, including flat knit. Uh, no, these are called slouch socks, slouch socks. So I'm sorry, nobody gets that. Never one. heard of them. Okay. Though leg warmers seems to be particularly similar. So I'm pretty uh, sure we don't have a foot though. That's oh, what was throwing true. me. There you go. That might, yeah. that might be the difference. Yeah. He's, uh, He's watching a flash dance over there. He knows. <laughs> He's a maniac, for sure. He's maniac, <laughs> maniac. All right, Drew. There it is. Yes, that means you are left with sports. sports. And your decade is the 80s. All right. Yeah. All right. In 1982, the play happened in which five laterals occurred after a squib kickoff. Eventually, the ball got to Kevin Moen, who ended up trucking over a Stanford trombone player and getting into the end zone, giving this team a 
to 20 victory over Stanford. Wow. Uh, college football's week for me to begin with. Uh, college football from the decade I was born in is particularly weak for me. Um, I don't know, UCLA? UCLA is incorrect. Brian, you get a chance to steal. <sighs> Man, I have seen this clip. Oh, it's very funny when he, when he runs that guy over. The band is on the field. The band is on the field. What? Who the hell is playing? Um, I'm not sure I know either. I'm going to guess USC. Y'all both were in the correct area with UCLA and USC, but it was, it was the same state, but it was Cal. California Golden Bears, not USC okay. or UCLA. But I had a feeling it was going to be like an, uh, an intrastate game there. Yep. There's a big rivalry between Stanford and Cal. So, all right. All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us the score update? Brian has 40 and Drew has 20. Yep. That sounds about right. Doubled up. Okay. Since uh, Brian started us off, he is going to kind of start again as Drew picks for Brian to start us in round two. I think Brian wants sports since he kind of avoided it like the plague there. <laughs> Damn you. I've heard he wants uh, fashion a lot. Actually, He does, actually, apparently. But we're going to go with sports. He wants his leg warmers. And his decade is the 50s. 50s. This team played one season in the NFL in 1952. They went 1-11 and and then immediately folded. The league awarded its holdings to the new Baltimore Colts, now the Indianapolis Colts. The team's name went unused until it was resurrected in a new city in 2002. 2002? All right, 2002... I really don't think it was that. So I'm going to guess the Ravens. The Ravens is incorrect. Drew, you get a chance to steal. Oh, man. It wasn't the Titans, was it? The Titans is incorrect as well. No. Uh, they moved their team, well, obviously to Baltimore um, and then Indianapolis. But back in the day, they were from Dallas. And then more recently, they're ah, from Houston. It's the it Houston was the Texans. Texans. The Texans. The Texans. That was on my short list of names to spout out. Yep. Me too. Now, hold on one second. What's up, Alex? That's okay. Just go back and watch your movie, buddy. It's fine that you ate your dessert. All right. I'm back. Sorry about that. That's all good. That is all good. He right. had to tell me that he ate his dessert even though he didn't finish his dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. That I, a there switching. are some things that are very important. Yeah. I left money on our system. You got to pick your battles. Yeah. Back in our day, we used to get switched for that. Actually, not, not in the day. Not really, but. That was last week. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get switched, though. Uh, John, I don't know if you, I can't remember if we had this discussion, if you ever got, ever got switched. Oh, no. I was too good. Yeah, I got switched. <laughs> I got switched. <laughs> All right. what he actually means is they tried switching him in the hospital but unfortunately they <laughs> they made his parents take him <laughs> oh no you made this one you keep it yeah <laughs> right. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, Drew, or no, sorry, is it Brian? You get to pick your category for Drew. I think Drew wants fashion. Drew doesn't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew is going to get the 70s. In 1975, this Italian fashion designer formed his company known for high-end men's and women's clothing, accessories, glasses, cosmetics, and perfumes, and he credited and he's credited with pioneering red carpet fashion. I'm just going to say Versace. Versace is incorrect. Yeah, I don't think so. Brian, you get a chance to steal. Uh, Italian fashion designer i feel like i'm this is one of those that if if i can pull it great if i can't pull it i'm gonna kick myself hard um not mario not um All I can think of is is uh, Manolo. All right, Manolo. I want to say for uh, Drew out there, I'm pretty certain Versace is a female, and I very explicitly said his multiple times. Um, it is not Manolo either. It is Giorgio Armani. 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 I was trying to get that and just got yep. brain brain cramp. Yep, brain cramps happen. Can it happen again, Drew? You get a pick for Brian. Uh, Brian wants to do literature. And his decade is the 50s. This controversial 1955 Vladimir Nabokov novel would top the New York Times bestseller list for seven weeks in 1958. Everyone seemingly read it, except Groucho Marx, who commented, I plan to put off reading it for six years. Until she's 18. That's going to be, I think that's Lolita. That is Lolita. And uh, without Groucho's, Groucho's comment is right on the money. Very nice. Hang on just a second. Pizza's here. Uh, Yes. And and, and by the way, I was referring to uh, Gianni Versace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it's a guy. It's a guy. Oh, yeah. okay. Good to know. I thought I thought Versace recently was a female. Donatella is. Donatella yes. is. But the original one was killed. He was murdered in his home. Did that? Did not know that. I didn't know that. Uh, she, there was a male Versace. Yeah, it was her brother. Oh, okay. He started the company. Well, he is not the correct answer anyway. And even though you are trying, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, you get to pick for Drew. Okay. I think I would like to give Drew news and politics. Mm-hmm. And your decade is the 90s. In 1997, scientists at the Roslyn Institute, part of the University of Edinburgh, unveiled the first successfully cloned sheep, sheep named this. Dolly. Dolly. Easy, easy trivia. Boom. Brian, don't give me news and politics. That's a death sentence for you. There, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd rather give it to you than take it myself. That's fair. All right. All right, Drew, you get to pick for Brian. God, I'd have so many comments for that, except it's a family show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to give Brian slang. 
And your decade is the 50s. People in the 50s possibly thought they were frogs or at least envied the amphibious lifestyle. I can't think of a better explanation for why they called their homes or apartments this word. It's my pad. It is their pad. Or you'd say you have a sweet pad. Absolutely. That is correct. All right. Moving along. Brian, what does Drew want besides pictures of Spider-Man? Pictures of Batman. (laughs) I think uh, Drew looks hungry, so let's give him some food. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. This chip brand was introduced as an unflavored version in 1964. The first flavor was toasted corn, released in 1966, followed by taco in 1967. Nacho cheese came out in 1972. That would be the Dorito. That would be the Dorito. Food's another category you shouldn't give me, Brian. (laughs) He likes food. All right. I weigh almost 300 pounds. I like food. Food is good. I think all of us are pretty hefty dudes. Uh, I'd say the average weight on this uh, podcast right now is... We don't want to go there. Yeah, we don't want to go. No, no. (laughs) I promise you I'm ruining the curve. Uh, (laughs) You're so skinny. He's good. All right, Drew, you get a pick for Brian. Left, we have toys and games, TV, music, and movies. I think he wants. Uh, I think he wants TV. And your decade is the eighties. Another question from Jackie Lafave. Thank you very much, Jackie. All right, what is the name of the Canadian-produced aerobics-based television program that ran from 1983 to 1985, in which a bevy of beautiful girls demonstrated exercise? On a rotating platform. Oh man, I can see that. Was that? Uh, I'm gonna guess aerobicize. Aerobicize is incorrect. Drew, you get a chance to steal. I don't know. I was gonna go with jazzercise. Jazzercise is awesome, and I've done multiple jazzercise <laughs> sessions in my day. Uh, literally, I have. But uh, that is incorrect. The correct answer was called 20-Minute Workout was the name of the show. So, Okay. All right. No points awarded. Uh, Brian, you get to pick for Drew. Oh, let's see. From what's left, um, I'm going to give him toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. This board game was originally created in 1860 by Milton Bradley with a game board that resembled a modified checkerboard. But 100 years later in 1960, they revamped it into a modern into the modern version we know today with a colorful track, small plastic automobiles and little pegs that represent family members. That would be the game of life. That is the game of life. Well done. All right. We are down to music and movies. Drew, what do you want to give Brian and what do you want to give for yourself? Brian's going to take music. Okay. (laughs) And your decade is the 90s. Okay. This pop punk band's 1997 album, Dude Ranch, included a song based on Star Wars called A New Hope with lyrics that included... Princess Leia, where are you tonight? And who's laying there by your side? Every night I fall asleep with you and wake up alone. 
And even though I'm not as cool as Han, I still want to be your man. You're exactly the kind of Alderadian I need. Okay. Could you reread the first part? I don't, I don't need the lyrics. I just want to, I just want the first part again, please. I think they're pretty cool lyrics, but of course. All right. This pop punk band's 1997 album, Dude Ranch, includes a song based on Star Wars, Star Wars called A New Hope with lyrics that are awesome, but Brian doesn't want to hear them again. 1997 pop punk band. Um, I'm going to guess. The Proclaimers. The Proclaimers. They're pop, but I would never call them punk. Uh, is incorrect. Drew, you get a chance to steal. Blink-182. Blink-182 is correct. Absolutely. Did you get it from Dude Ranch? Yep. He knew it. All right. Good stuff. And he gets the steal, and now he is left with movies. And his decade is the 80s. The 80s. This 1988 film is the story of Jamie Escalante, a high school teacher who successfully inspired his dropout prone students to learn calculus. Oh, crap. Why can't I think of the name of this? I got nothing. I got nothing is not the name of the film. Brian, can you steal it? Can you read that one more time for me, please? I can. This 1988 film is the story of Jamie Escalante, a high school teacher who successfully inspired his dropout prone students to learn calculus. I don't, I definitely haven't seen this. So this is a guess. My guess is searching for Bobby Fisher. Searching for Bobby Fisher is incorrect. Yeah. No, the man who played Jamie Escalante is Edward James Olmos, and the wonderful film I highly recommend to everybody is called Stand and Deliver. Yes. Mm. Yep. Okay. I knew exactly who was in it, and I couldn't think of the name of the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. That is the end of round two. John, could you please give us that score update? Well, Drew mounted a comeback. It is now tied 60 to 60. All right. That's what I got, too. Awesome. You just want me to be behind. All right. That is, <laughs> I always want you to be behind me, Drew. All right. <laughs> Family show. Family show. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, we are going into our final round, and you each get to pick your first category. I can't remember how we decided last time who got to go first on picking, um, but because Brian went first in the show, Drew, I'll let you pick. Uh, what category do you want to happen in the final round? Uh, food. Okay. And the decade will be the 70s. Okay. And Brian, what category do you want? Um, I think it's our both of our favorite, but I'm going to go with uh, movies. Okay. And your decade there will be the 90s. All right. So I need y'all to write down your wager based on 90s movies. And 70s food. Yeah, I see it there, Brian. Don't worry. <laughs> I got your pictures of Spider-Man right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, hey, that's a, that's a one-finger picture right there. <laughs> All right, you guys got your wagers locked in? Is yes, there? Okay. Circled right here on this piece of paper. Fantastic. Yep, I'm uh, locked in. All right. 
our 70s food question. This supportive product made its debut in August 1971. Originally, it had five flavors. Beef noodle, potato stroganoff, hash, rice oriental, and chili tomato, and became an instant success. 27% of U.S. households purchased this product in that first year. And props to Jackie LaFay for providing that question for us. All right, and your 90s movies. This 1990 Johnny Depp-led film had the tagline, good girls want him, bad girls want him worse. All right, while our two gentlemen are thinking about their answers, I want to mention, check out any show on the Beef Up Network. We've got a lot of shows, including Beef Up, the Blast From Our Past podcast, which if you like me, if you like John, which I hope you do, uh, listening to this podcast, you would check out something on the Beef Up Network because if it's gonna be a question on this show, it's probably been covered or something similar has been covered on Blast From Our Past. So make sure you check it out. Besides that, there's some other cool shows too. Just go to beefupnetwork.com. There's a lot of awesome stuff. Check it out. All right. Do either of y'all need the questions again? I need the movie question again, please. Movie question again. This 1990 Johnny Depp-led film has the tagline, good, good girls want him, bad girls want him worse. Drew, you're good to go? You're just mm -hmm. drinking vodka straight out? You're solid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp-led. Those are words I said. Yeah. Good girls want him. Bad girls want him worse. That that one doesn't... Does that make sense? Your mom makes sense. Wow. <laughs> does she, though? Because I heard she makes dollars. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the strip club. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I've got it down to it's. I, I've got like a coin flip thing going on. It's uh, it might be this. It might be this. I don't know that I really like either one of them yeah. for should, this. So I'm probably pick the right answer is the one you want to pick. I like my answers. You want my answers? Yeah. What'd you What'd you put for that one? For the movie? I, yeah. I think it's Jaws. I think you should put Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> so did Johnny Depp play Bruce? The the shark in yes oh, yes okay. no no it, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely platoon oh see I thought it was apocalypse now mm. no Depp was actually in platoon he was, legitimately was well yeah but <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a movie he was in because that might connect you to something else <laughs> oh that's fair all right okay I'm worried that I'm not right but I'm gonna go with all right I'm locked in. You are locked in. All right. Uh, we're going to start with Brian Nash on this one. I'm very curious about your answers. Uh, let's start off with your 70s food answer. The 70s food answer, I felt a little more confident on that one. I'm pretty sure that's Hamburger Helper. All right. And what about your 90s movies question? I agonized over this for a little bit and finally settled on Edward scissor hands all right drew what was your 70s food question or food answer well with with the clue about repairing things in there that brought me that brought me to ramen which brought me to cup of noodle um 
And then for movies, went with a different depth movie there. Didn't go Edward Scissorhands. I believe that was a couple years later. I went with Crybaby on that one. All right. The correct answer is in the 70s food question, which was the supportive product made its debut in August 71 with original flavors, beef noodle, potato stroganoff hash, rice ridge, rice oriental, uh, chili potato, give me instant stuff, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that answer is hamburger helper. And the 1990 Johnny Depp led film that had the tagline, good girls want him, bad girls want him more. Edward Scissorhands came out in 1990, but it's Crybaby that also came out in 1990. So Drew got one, Brian got one. You both lost your wagers. All right, what were your wagers? We're going to find out what the heck happened right here. Uh, Brian, what did you wager? Well, in a tie game, you go big or you go home. I bet it all. I bet my full 60. All right, Andrew, what did you wager? Well... Because I know Brian, and I know the mentality that he was going to go big and go home, I went big and go home minus one. I bet 59. Holy crap. <laughs> John, let us know who won this game. You can't see it, but it's circled right there. I trust you. The final score of one to zero. Brew is the winner. Wow. A well played, game. sir. <laughs> Yes. So first time wagering didn't bite me in the ass. I was literally about to write 60 and I'm like, no, he's going to freaking do that too. I'm like, let me go 59. I almost did 59 also. Wow. That is a first for throwback trivia takedown one to zero. That is awesome. Okay. Well, Drew, you will continue to move on in our tournament. Brian, unfortunately, this is the end of your journey. Uh, Drew, you'll have time to talk later, but Brian, please let us know anything you want to talk about or just anything you want to say or any bad words about Drew, anything in general. All right. Well, Drew snores and <laughs> he steals the covers. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> but he's an awesome little spoon. Uh, great, great game. Great job, Drew. Well played. You absolutely deserve this win that's good oh <laughs> that was wonderful all right and drew you will be playing the winner of our next game uh who is going to be josh versus uh jody and uh we'll have that in the next week so you'll find out who you're going to be winning later uh but for now that's john i'm adam and this is another episode of throwback trivia takedown <laughs> Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.